Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Your host is champion driver Wayne Johnson, who will be telling the stories and talking to the people that make the sport of sprint car racing great. Hey guys, Wayne Johnson, Wednesdays with Wayne, episode 63. Seems like we've done 63 before, but uh, she says we haven't. Home from uh, the Indiana trip, Kokomo Hobstock, and uh, prepping everything, ready for Lawton this weekend in Devil's Bowl. But, uh, Did you put your rain tires on? Look like Looks like Mother Nature is going to be a damper on the weekend by the looks of it unless that uh forecast makes a drastic turn it's not looking too positive but prepping like it's going to happen anyway didn't fare so well this weekend in indiana but uh we tried some stuff and machined some parts at kinzer's place and just trying some off the wall stuff that i've been kind of wanting to try actually made the car worse not better and uh, this week we've been prepping for Bristol, building new parts and bracing wings. And How many braces did you put on that top wing? A lot. A lot, a lot. And you think everybody's going to be like that? I don't know if they are or not. I don't care. But if my sideboard's the only one left on the wing, I'll win. <laughs> Hopefully everyone's sideboards stay. We're yeah. just worried about uh, the speed and, uh, you know, we don't know. Uh, we, we don't go that fast uh on consecutive laps anywhere you know right if we're going to average 140 or 150 miles an hour for 25 laps that's a lot of strain on those wings and those rivets and uh you know better safe than sorry i suppose no engineer over here but we just know that uh it's a possibility you could have a failure and i think uh a sideboard come or any breakage there is going to be catastrophic so that's why we're doing the things we're doing. We're just trying to prevent. Uh, by all the stuff we're doing, we're probably going to add 10 or 15 pounds to the car. But uh, I just think it's preventive maintenance. And, you know, maybe it's a little overboard. Maybe it's not. I know a lot of guys are doing stuff and uh, just doing the things that I think that I need to do. Like uh, built a brand new front end today, spindles, hubs. Uh, no titanium bolts holding the wheels on. Uh, it's going to be all titanium or all steel studs with grade eight nuts and just trying to be, like I say, preventive maintenance, uh, just to make sure we don't have any part failures. You know, late models, wheels were falling off and, um, uh, just a lot of things that we, there's just a lot of unknown going to this race. Right. Well, I'm glad you're prepping. I have a feeling this weekend may not happen. That's okay. So. We'll just see, see it's what not okay. happens. Well, I mean, no, it's our home race. It stinks. It seems like that happens more often than not if you're close by home. Rain outs, but it's raining today. It looks like it's going to rain pretty good in the next few days. Yeah, I'm definitely thinking Lawton's in trouble. And uh, at this point, if you're going to ask me, I would say Devil's Bowl is going to be a 50-50 chance. Depending on how much rain they get prior to Saturday because uh, we all know the pit area sucks there and uh, trucks get stuck yeah. really easy. So, But we're not meteorologists, so let's stick to stuff we know. How about we go over... Meteorologists know stuff? 
Well, probably better than we do. I could definitely be a meteorologist. Be happy. They're they're right like from 20, the guy that could be a doctor. Could be you could be anything. They're they're only right like twenty percent of the time. I don't think I that's can guess. True. Just a guess. I don't I'd be like true. that guy that at the fair that guesses your weight. Same difference. Oh my goodness! No, you win a stuffed animal. You got the weather right. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. So Friday, Kokomo, thirty six cars, second group for qualifying. You qualified twenty eighth. That was the experimental stuff. Or is yes. that what we're going to blame that on? Yes. It was horrible. Um, you, that made you start seventh in the third heat, finished sixth. They took five, so missed the transfer. Started fourth in the B feature, finished fifth, missed the transfer. So pulled out a provisional, started 25th, ended up 17th, so... All's well that ends well, I suppose. Had a flat tire in between there and just all kinds of drama on Friday night. But uh, ended up, you know, moving forward at the end of the night when you qualify so bad, even, you know, with the provisional, you kind of, I don't know. I feel like you redeemed yourself in my eyes that you didn't get too far off with your whatever you were messing with. Well, we just played with some parts and uh, after qualifying, we changed everything back. So it wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew right away. We're, hot laps were kind of weird for Kokomo. They're, the racetrack really still looked like a plow field. It didn't ever uh, – there was no d- definite line yet. Normally, you know, after hot laps, you know where you need to be. And and the car didn't feel that great in hot laps, but I just thought, well, it's just a track, and we just – we didn't do it. We just messed up and tried some stuff that we should have never messed with, and then we changed it all back for the heat race and – you know, I say this all the time. When you start in the back, it's hard to move forward. But uh, and then just uh, got to miss the transfer spot there by one, and then the heat, and then the B main uh, was running fine. Had a you know was in the transfer spot and made a made a mistake, chose a different line at the wrong time, and let Sam Hayford to get a run on me and get by me or whatever, and then just run fifth and decided to take a provisional and uh, you know. I believe at one point we we're you know into the top fifteen or so uh, before the flat, and then uh, had to go to the rear and start all over again. And and uh, you know I think honestly at one point we were a lap car, and we were still passing some of the you know some of the good cars, but that wasn't for position. So right. it gets really uh, screwy on those small tracks when you get there's multiple lap lapped cars because then you know. There's people in front of you that you're racing, but it's not for position. And the best you could have even got, I think, was like 16th. So, right uh, at that point, after being the lap down and all the things, so and like I say, it was uh, all in all decent night after all, but uh, still not what we're looking for. Just got to keep working at it. Well, then we move on to Saturday, and it doesn't get any better. Least favorite track on the sh- on the on the we're showing so far. Yeah, and it's my least favorite track well, on the I could see on why the, on the schedule. So thirty eight cars that night. We were at Tri State in Hobstadt, Indiana. Um, you went out in the second flight, second group, qualified fourteenth in your group, put you again starting seventh. Um, actually, seventh in a heat four, finished seventh, started eighth in the B feature, finished eighth, packed it up, headed home. Just one of those racetracks that's. Has absolutely no grip, even when it's wet. And we made a lot of changes, uh, lots and lots of changes with the car, trying to get some grip and could never get the right rear stuck. And I don't think you ever really get the right rear stuck there. But 
we did stuff to try to get the right rear stuck, and then we lost our forward grip, and just over and over and over, no excuses, just was no good there, and uh, didn't want to take a provisional, because I think that's one of the racetracks that, if I would have taken a provisional and got lapped, you're not going to gain anything, and I feel like if you're going to take a provisional, you got to work towards and try to make gains, for sure, uh, you know, because you don't need to make any more money till you get to 16th, so. But you, a provisional just awards you starting points, right? There's no point gain to be made. Is that right? No, you get points. You can get more points for your finish? Yeah. Do I need to read the rules? Yes. That's for real? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Well, then that makes sense. Yep. Okay. So we didn't Sound reasoning. But uh, no, Hopstot is definitely the least favorite track on the schedule for me. Uh, You know, it's a racy little joint, and we just, I just can't figure out how to get grip there. And I mean, we were way down air pressure. Uh, we were, and we changed a lot of stuff, bars and shocks, and just trying to stumble across something, and never did. So, loaded up, and me and you got in the beaver and headed home. Watched the feature actually going down the road in the beaver. Yep. So, that was that. I don't know. I I enjoy Indiana. I like that. I know a lot of people that I see at the tracks and have a good time. But both of those tracks are not good for pit spectators maybe great for like grandstand spectators but having to be in the pits there's nowhere to watch it's not good i don't know just not my favorite place to visit no well while we were talking about indiana we need to thank craig and steve and mikey and and the whole group for the hospitality while we were at uh, steve's house or the steve shop or however you want to say that and uh appreciate all they done for us there and yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, we definitely did. Uh, got to uh, see a few things we've never seen before, you know. Yeah. Indiana, Indiana University and some kind of crazy, goofy college girls at the... At the, <laughs> at the at Planet the, Fitness. At Planet Fitness. And, uh, it so. just reiterated that, oh, we're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I say, want to thank those guys for sure. But uh, why don't we take a break? and come back and see what's next. Outlaw Racing Wings is a proud supporter of the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Outlaw Racing Wings build wings for sprint cars, micro and junior sprints, as well as for all types of wing karting. Champion drivers like Christopher Bell, Wayne Johnson, and Brad Sweet all trust Outlaw Racing Wings for the extra speed needed in today's open wheel racing. Visit outlawwings.com or the Outlaw Racing Wings page on Facebook and Twitter. Choose the wings the champions choose. Choose Outlaw. Highside Racewear has grown to become a major brand in racing apparel. Whether you're looking for high-quality custom Nomax race suits or embroidered hats, Highside Racewear has everything your team needs for safety and success. Highside Racewear offers custom race suits, gloves, shoes, dye sublimated team apparel, and top-quality embroidered hats, jackets, and shirts. Before you buy from anyone else, check out the Highside Racewear Facebook page or email highsideracewear at gmail.com for more information. Okay, we're back. Question of the week time. Your question or somebody else's question? Well, as we always do, someone else's and then mine. Well, we've seen a lot of, we had a lot of uh, podcasters come see Yes, I have a note to, to mention that. Uh, we saw a lot of podcast listeners. We had some people ask about, hey, where's the beeve? And we didn't actually bring it to the track either night. We parked it. And other places. Well, the first night we just left it because 
left it at Kinzer's house because it was we were coming back halfway, that way anyway. Halfway between each racetrack. So, but then mm-hmm. after Hobstad, we were leaving to come home, and we just left it down the road at the truck stop, and was better to easier to get out because the yeah. traffic there is crazy. So we had one. Po- we had many podcast listeners that came by, but one in particular, Ethan is a little buddy that listens, young guy. And he was like, you know what? We need more Dominic Selzy. He loved that unfiltered podcast. He's a kid after my own heart. Oh, so. yeah, you told me. He likes, Ethan. He likes podcasts hi, with buddy. words. Yeah, yeah. He really liked the the letter hair down ones, the more relaxed. And what was he, like seven? Yeah, I mean, he could be like one of my kids. He's, he's a cool kid. I like him. <laughs> We're friends. <laughs> But we appreciate everybody stopping by and buying some T-shirts and hanging out and, you know. Sure. If you're a podcast listener, be sure and stop by and let us know. Say hi. Okay, question of the week. Robert from Masonville, Kentucky. We'll see if I can say this right. He said, you've mentioned that back in the day, teams manufactured their own parts and that store-bought parts is one of the big changes to racing these days. Are there any parts your team currently makes themselves? Uh, no, we don't make anything anymore. You know, I can remember growing up where, you know, race sprint car racing has evolved a long or a lot in the last twenty five years, mm-hmm. and uh, I can remember you know me and Dad whittling stuff out. You know, just having a going on a whim and say let's make this or do that or or whatever. But uh, now everything's pretty much store bought. I mean, I don't know. Uh, a lot of teams. I know Tony Stewart's. They manif- their their team or uh, their company. Their manufactures a few parts, or they used to. I'm not sure if they still do, but mm-hmm. uh, no, not really. I mean, the only thing that that really gets manufactured around here is you know uh, Russell with Outlaw Wings is one of my best friends, and uh, I can kind of go and use that shop anytime I want to. Kind of like today, I was there mm-hmm. uh, building some stuff for Bristol to make sure, like mm-hmm. we talked about, but. Uh, Really, that's the only thing uh, that around here, well, I don't think we make anything else. And back in the day, that was like what people did, well, made their own. You know, back, well, in 1992, I was a state first speed day track champion, and uh, we built our own chassis, uh, built a lot of parts for it, all the arms, and the, you know, uh, we had a brooch, and we broached our own arms, and uh, I mean, there's just a lot of pieces that were made in the shop uh horse hamlin mm-hmm. was a machinist uh was a dad one of my dad's friends and he would work his magic run lays and mills and johnny gilmore uh build chassis and he was another one of my dad's really good friends so we built chassis and danny wood actually done all the welding and welded the cars up and there's just a lot of there was a lot of moving pieces back then and like right. you started as soon as the season was over Get everything ready. Building new cars, and it took, I shouldn't say cars, because it was car. Right. And it was from, you know, basically November till March or so. Mm -hmm. It took you, and you had to build everything. And uh, it was just, that's just the way we did it back then. And, uh, you know, somebody was, we were talking about building stuff, and I'm trying to remember who it was now. Uh, Oh, somebody at, at Hopstad. Uh, older man who was I talking anyway long story short we uh, back in the day our cars 
that I ran locally here, the right rear was only 99 inches around. That was the biggest circumference of the right rear. And the left rears, you couldn't get any stagger because I believe an 88-inch tire was the shortest tire you could get for the left rear. That was in a 15-inch. That, that was manufactured. In like, a 15-inch wheel. Yeah. And uh, my dad and horse took a wheel center out of an old marsh wheel and machined the center out of it. And then we got some 13-inch rims out of uh, the junkyard and sawed them in half and made, I don't know what width were or any of that stuff, but did all that, welded it all, again, all together. And then we got a midget right rear. And I don't remember the circumference of those things, but it was, say, 80 inches or 79 inches and stuff or something. And we could get stagger. And we won a lot of races, and people just couldn't figure out how we would, we got all that stagger in our car to make it rotate the corner. Well, had to think outside the box and right. make it happen, which now everything's just bought. And, you know, and, with and it I being- think there's still a lot of people that are super smart, and they come up with ideals, and, and you know, I, I try a lot of things, just, you know, just like being at, at Steve's shop there, and they had a mill on the lathe and all that stuff, and we took the birdcage off and started milling on it and trying some stuff and just didn't work. But if you're not trying, you're never going to get any better. Right. But going back to the, I don't know many people that manufacture their own parts. Uh, you know, uh, Randy Kinzer still builds Craig's engines right there in the shop today. And I don't know many people that do that at this level mm-hmm. that still build their own engines. You know, there's either an engine builder, uh, you know, there's a handful of engine builders in the country and, most most sprint car people use them. Right. So what I was thinking is, do you think with the more common all store-bought parts, did that bring upon more rules that required you to have specific parts? Does that play into it, the rules? Or does that, do you think people could still, if they wanted to hypothetically, manufacture their own parts within the rules? Or do you think the rules are so stringent now that it would... I mean, there's many reasons it probably wouldn't make sense financially or well, time-wise, but there's, de- th- there's definitely a lot of rules that keep everything in in a box. Mm-hmm. But uh, guys still try to push the issue with some stuff. But anymore, it's so more, much more expensive to make something than it is to buy it because they mass produce these, you know, the parts. So uh, I know that you know Jacob Allen and and uh, Shoehart's cars with Bobby Allen, they have. They have really thought outside the box, and they've got a lot of different stuff. You know, they got 31-inch torsion bars in the right rear, and I know they've had some winter's rear axles uh, made specific to them where they could move the bird cages around. And, and um, you know, there's some really cool stuff that they've done, and they've, they've made it work. And, and uh, just a lot of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff evolving, but it's just the bigger teams have a – you know, those guys – Work. I mean, they're workers, and so they made it happen, kind of with, on a on a budget. But right, you know, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on right now with shocks and and guys putting springs on the inside and just to keep the car loaded all the time, and uh, just a lot of stuff going on that I'm still learning and figuring out and trying to figure out how to implement it and make it all work. But uh, there is still stuff that goes on. But more than I'm going to go on a whim and say about 85 to 90 percent of everyone has the same parts bought. And then you just try to whittle or try to make those parts better. But for the most part, uh, you know, I think that like Brad Sweet and and the nine car basically have a advantage with their shocks because they are the manufacturer mm-hmm. of the shock. So 
when they come across something that's better, they're, they're gonna, not going to tell everybody. Not for a while. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's the benefit of being the one in charge, I suppose. Yep, exactly. Okay, yep. Robert, we appreciate that question. Uh, guys, send us your questions of the week. We're always looking for something to ask and learn more about. And then that leads us to my question of the week. <laughs> so, hun, what is the one thing or something that you're freakishly bad at? <laughs> Freakly, freakishly bad or just like randomly not good at I kind of know an answer here I'm not good at something that you're just not good but at but you say all the time that how do you know how to do that Or yeah I mean and I think generally you're good at a lot of things but what's something you're just not good at a lot of things are just common sense I don't know uh, you know you gotta think outside the box there and just make it happen if you need I, not that I'm really not good at Something that you can't do, that you're not good at. Not a good swimmer. You want my answer for you? Yeah, sure. You can't jump rope. I've never been able to jump rope. That's right. That is random to me. The I fact was that a you wrestler through high rope. school, through middle school. Uh, I did, uh, you know. You guys, you should see him trying to jump rope. I it's just, pretty hilarious. I can't do it. I, There's like some... Thing in his brain that it doesn't like compute to jump. Well, not like I mean, he like jumps, like jumps with his feet up to his or his knees up to his chest. It's not weird. like I just can't hop. I'm not like I can't get the <laughs> hopping and the I'm, I'm, coordination. I'm, I've never been able to jump rope. Never. Oh. This, can anybody else not jump rope? Let me know if it, never, this is ever. like a common occurrence or something. I'm not super coordinated, but at least I can jump rope. I can do a lot of different things, but that's one. Yeah, you're right. I've, I'm glad you because I. Couldn't think, but that is definitely... That is one thing that... I, <clears throat> I can't jump rope, and I'm not a great swimmer. Those are the two things that I can honestly say that I'm not great at. Okay. I, I have a fun factoid here. Supposedly, did you know Einstein, Einstein couldn't tie his shoelaces? That's well, something he wasn't good at. He was I'm super not very smart. Good at, that's, why, you know, that's why I'm buying a lot of slip-on shoes these days. Is that called old? <laughs> or is that lazy? Don't want to bend <laughs> over. But. I do tie my shoes a really strange way compared to most people, so I don't know. Where do you come up with this? Randomness. Guy? You always ask. There was I'm, a guy that came by and wanted to know about the crazy questions of the week or whatever, and was like, the whole jumping in the pool thing, and then, <laughs> then it was the elephant. Kill an elephant. He's like, "Where do you come up with this stuff?" Well, I'm just keeping it, keeping it light, keeping it fun. <laughs> Random questions. Okay, guys, if you haven't done so, I want to ask you to rate, review, and subscribe, and also share on social media the podcast. Um, we've got lots of people that listen, but. Share with your friends. We could always use more listeners. And if you haven't left a review, if you want to do that, um, if you do any of those things, send us an email, let us know. We will send you a little something in the mail. Or a swimming pool of somethings. I mean, no. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of swimming pool, it's almost that season. Good luck. Oh, what about the Beef Chronicles? I have an update there. What broke this week? Guys, this is a fun one. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're at Craig's, and I don't know what he was doing. Oh, he was looking at the stupid washer fluid thing that we finally, that's fixed. But so as he's fixing the washer fluid, I'm like, honey, why is, why is the um, windshield cracked? Y'all, it's always something. It's always something. Well, it's my fault. We're off kilter, off level, or however you want to say it. Crack the windshield. And, 
when I run the the uh, levelers out, I just ran the right rear up and twisted it too much and cracked it in the corner. Yep. So there's your beef chronicle update. Well, right now we still got a step to fix. I got to do that okay. tomorrow. That's something I got to work on. I got. I'm not going to be able to order anything off Amazon at this rate. You're running well, me close I'll on get time. Get you a milk crate then. That'll work. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Well. Uh, before you close this up, don't forget, you can visit the merch shop at waynejohnson2c.com. Also, you can call us anytime on the voicemail line. Babe, what's that phone number? 1-800. No, stop. 405-362-0620. You think if, after you've heard this 63 times, you'd remember. You think I got better things to do than worry about that phone number? No. And you can email us anytime at waynejohnsonracing at yahoo.com. Henry, do you have something to say, whiny? No? No? Okay. I, think, I know something you forgot to tell them. Wait. We what? have the new wing panels. Oh, we do have. They are. Is that a plastic that it's on or an aluminum? It's aluminum and plastic. I can't, it's hard to explain, folks. It's a sheet of aluminum with plastic on the back of it to make it way more rigid, but it's just a little thin piece of aluminum. Are you following? Anyhow, it's a replica picture of his current top wing. I'll uh, put the measurements on the website, but if you're interested in one of those, we'll have those listed soon. They're like 21 and a half by nine. Something like that. I had to go get the shipping stuff figured out today, so working on that. Um, don't forget you can follow along social media, Wayne Johnson Racing on Facebook and Instagram. That's all I got. All right, guys, go to the website and check out the wing things because that's what something I've talked about getting done, and I've handled it, and she's uh, shocked that I got it done. But I'm not shocked. Where are you then? Why don't you get more excited about other things? Like what? I don't know. People want hoodies. Well, the problem is... is <laughs> it's going to be the dead of the summer before you buy a hoodie. That, well, that's why I haven't done it because it's going to be too warm for mm, It's never too warm at the racetrack. Well, start taking the orders for hoodies, and I'll get them ordered. Okay. You heard you heard the man. We'll do pre-orders. Pre-sales. All right. Well, guys, till next week, keep listening. This has been the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. We thank you for joining us and ask you to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you at the tracks.